The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at www.nsa.edu. What have you? <laughs> I'm Rachel Here Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we sit in the darkness tonight. <laughs> I think this is this is later than we've ever ventured. Podcasting in a cloak of darkness. <laughs> I thought I suggested to Becca that we were like one of the problems with these late night podcasts is that we bring no energy to the table. <laughs> And I was like, so I was thinking maybe this time we she said, well, what should we talk about? I'm like, why don't we just talk about how sick of it all we are? <laughs> Let's so, just cover it. Let me just, then let we're me actually just over it. Set the scene here. <laughs> A little the bit. Scene. Let's the not scene neglect, is... you don't even know this yet, but don't neglect to mention that I'm having a summer allergy attack right now. Oh, good. Yeah. The allergies will... Feature, I mean, largely. it's happening since we started trying to have a podcast. Oh, it's that fresh, <laughs> yeah. is it? This has not been haunting me all day, only now. So, we're sitting outside my house tonight. Yeah. Lots of times it's... Oh, it was probably oh, actually... Just around. Sometimes probably was the canopy. House. It probably was Maybe. the canopy that gave me the allergies. But the thing is, is that my, my house, as you well know, is under construction I've been refinishing the floors until I can't bear the sound Becca, of polyurethane. Becca has this beautiful big wraparound front porch that right now looks like the upstairs of a of a antique store, like a runaway antique store. It does. The kind that you'd be excited to find. You'd be like, look at all the stuff up it's here, all the, the stuff things, that I want. All the things are on my porch. So that that big piece of furniture that I mentioned well, I a know, while ago, I posted been, a picture yeah. of it. It's out on my porch. But Our have you? Piano ha, I was going to ask if you've been playing the piano out there because <laughs> it would be a nice touch. And nobody's tried to thieve it off the porch yet. But if they tried to make away with the piano in the night, I just. <laughs> I don't think they could. We but the doubt thing they is, could. I, I have refinished that floor now too much. <laughs> I had to do so many coats of polyurethane and I learned more than I ever wanted to know about polyurethane. And I finally. I finally got it in the end, but it involved a lot of sore knees. Uh, I was crawling around on the floor. I told too Luke, much. I told Luke. So it's been it's been really a hot sauce surprise at my house too. Mostly named Moses, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is my one point eight year old just has made a run for the border. He's checking he's checking if he might not be the dictator after all. <laughs> it's like it's possible that if I just stick with this no. long enough and it's actually very funny. So long as you're winning, it's funny. Yeah, and if you're win. not winning, it's unfunny to well, the end our of the kids world. We're little and I know everybody's sort different, but our particular brand of child, the Merkel brand, Ben always said from the time they're one to the time they're two, they ask the question, who's really in charge? And if you answer the question definitively, then actually when they're two, it's, up. it's totally Things great. It's really clear but up. But when they're four, they ask it again. This is just why to make sure. one of the topics of conversation has been daily at our house. Moses, who's the boss? <laughs> like... Mama's the boss, who is not the boss. And he has Momo. No, Momo is not the boss. And you're you not. Gotta keep those categories and you're not clear. going to be the boss. I am like, the boss. And I'm really alpha dogging on him right now because you have to. It's yeah, an upstart. It's very important. But the, what makes this funny to me is I, I texted my husband because humor is always the best therapy for things. I text my husband I'm just checking what's the workman's comp plan on this job that I have. And he texted me back, have you thrown your mental back out? 
And I felt like, yes, I have. And I sprained my mental ankle. I threw my mental back out because what's happening the other day, so I thought this was really a glorious time, but I took all my kids to Walmart school supply shopping in the middle of the day, in the middle of the road construction, and apparently in the middle of a Moses uprising. (laughs) (laughs) So what can make it better than when you're holding these little fat cheeks in your hands in the cart at Walmart, be like, look in my eyes, you will blow that out, blow it out. And he's, and he's blowing it out. But while he and I are trying to negotiate these things, someone's like shaking my arm, like, look at this pencil box. Look, <laughs> And I'm like, but everyone freeze and be silent because I'm speaking to Moses about his bad attitude. The Here's mind. the thing, though. This is Go why, find those Rachel. stupid 26 dry erase markers. 26 was on so 26. But this is why Amazon Prime. This is the reason for Amazon mm. Prime. I actually, I, it was a funny moment, but it was not bad. We went to Staples afterwards. That's how bad it was. We went and did other things afterwards. It was not that bad. Yeah. But what was funny about it is the Prime I don't care for because then you have, I, I mean, no, I love Prime, but not for school supplies. Limited things I buy school supplies on Prime. Hmm. I don't like that many boxes coming into well, my house. Well, it is funny when it's a big box and you open it and, and it there's like pencils. pillows of air and then yes, there's a little like, pencil at the bottom. Oh, yeah. a pencil. And and I bought at Staples and I, I was laughing. The kind, You know what? <laughs> In some ways... Having a lot of children, you realize, really warps you as a person <laughs> because I bought us an electric pencil sharpener and I was totally like, we don't deserve to have this. We're never going to keep it alive. Like, I felt like this was a radical indulgence that we got an electric pencil sharpener. <laughs> and this is because we've killed so many pencil sharpeners that I think I was just, I dismissed them and we've been living without pencil sharpeners for like a year and a half. <laughs> Or I'm like, we can't maintain a pencil sharpener in this house. We're not allowed to have them. We can't have them. So So I splurged it up and bought one. On a different subject. No, this is fascinating. It is fascinating. (laughs) I could talk about all the amounts of cream I have in my fridge because I have to make 400 desserts on Friday. But I'm not going to. I'm going to pass by that. Why would you not? Because I can't really bear the thought of thinking about that cream where are you anymore? gonna put them when they're made put what the 400 desserts oh it's gonna they're gonna be assembled on site i'm not gonna so you're storing the goods I'm in storing vats. the intermediate portions and then we're gonna assemble mm. and plate got it on site this is for the nsa convocation reception on friday um <clears throat> no what was i gonna say it wasn't about that oh oh Here's the thing. The last couple times, I feel like we kind of camped out on the subject of, oh, I don't know. Like, let's not tolerate a lot of sin in the camp. You know, when you have Christians. We camped out on. We camped out on. Rebuke-a-thons. Yeah, but see, here's the other side. This is the ditch on the other side. There are a lot of people in the world who make their living and have their fun. By running around rebuking, drawing lines, I haven't seen them lately. Yes, you have. Think of the people who are out there being the voice for the undertrodden. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those I tend to think of. No, they're the people who do exposés on blogs. They're the people who try to take down pastors. They're (laughs) the people who run like accusatory blogs, and this is on the other side. Like they they present themselves. As if all they have is a zeal for righteousness, when what they actually have is a spirit of accusation, and that is a very different. And also, it's like thing. a weird, it's a weird obsessive kind of pride, thinking that your light shining on this would bring resolution, or your like if I just devote myself to flipping through the annals of the internet, <laughs> I will then be able to bring great clarity and justice, which is like, no, you will but not. See, I guess here's the thing. Well, Haven't I said been... that on here? My feeling when people say I have to know everything to judge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why do you think you're a judge? You're corrupt. But like you're taking bribes no, already. But here's the thing. Like we've been talking about, okay, let's say you have a friend and she's in sin and you can't whack up the nerve to say something about it. That's one problem. 
But on the other hand, you have all of these people who are like the self-anointed. The one that is. Warriors of justice. Who yeah. go out and about casting aspersions at everyone. And that's the thing that that I feel like, well, we're not saying to do that. Yeah, just don't. I just feel like, let's dodge, be clear. Dodge that ditch. I actually think if you talk about the two ditches of this, and almost in any, well, in any issue, there's there's errors on both sides of it, right? This one is summed up in that psalm that obviously I can't remember the reference. I want to say 26, but I'm sure that that's wrong. So whatever, it's in the psalms. I could look it up for you, but it's late. Um, it's fret not thyself uh, because, oh, of because of evil doers. doers. And then the second half of that is neither be thou envious. Yes. And I think that the thing is that what we have when you talk about the rebuke thing is there's the uptight skivvies in a knot, frantic, bustling around the town to make sure everyone knows that you saw her in a skirt that you thought was a few inches too oh, short. I'm not talking about those people. No, but I'm talking about them now. So let's say let's okay. say that that would be one fret not the fretting thyself because of <laughs> evildoers. That would be one thing. And the Bible says fret not thyself because of evildoers. And fretting, what I mean by fretting is kind of a fascination with it, like picking yeah. at it, like fretting yeah. a wound or fretting something. It's like picking the scab that's not ready to come well, off. this or... is the women who are obsessed with other women's immodesties. Yes, or, and, and it probably could come, it could come to your, to this, what you were talking about, the justice warriors of other yeah. causes yeah. is fretting themselves because of evildoers. But the second half of that, neither be thou envious, that is really often the root of not yeah. confronting the well, root of many things, but I think the, root, it's the root of the confronter, like the lady who goes well, around confronting her heads off. I just I mean, think that this, I think that those two things don't be in a worry about it, and also don't be envious. See, I always took that verse as being aimed at the same person in the middle of the same sin, which is like, like if you picture the kind of mm, yeah, uptight, uptight lady who is confronting the immodesty. Just picture that. Yeah. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious. I always took that as you in your current situation this is fix envy. both of these. No, but it's envy that drives because envy is interesting because it doesn't just want what the other person has. It, it wants, wants them to, to see not the have other it. person yeah. go down and not have it. And so I always thought that it was the you know, your I don't know. I always took that well, as the Well, I think it obviously could apply it to the same person. I think what I was trying to bring up is that um, when you say, neither be thou envious, it's that one of the things that, well, well, what we talked about in a previous episode would be that, like, if you can't get on board with wanting to tell someone they need to knock off this sin problem right there's it's like the past it's like what jesus says about you know a man who's looked at a woman to lust after her has committed adultery in his heart like there are many many christians who are committing the same sin in their heart as the friend is in actually in the flesh committing a sin and so that envy of someone who's just actually doing what you wish you would do that is a thing what i meant is that sometimes it's actually that that keeps people from confronting because their heart is Mm. in the sin also not that that your heart is going there but often like maybe i wouldn't have said it that way but i feel that way or i wouldn't have you know often though i do think that what we were talking about before is the real basic virtues of, or vices, I guess, that list that Paul mentions. It's like drunkenness, fornication, yeah. don't have anything to do with somebody who calls themselves a Christian and behaves that way. So you've got idolatry, false, and false accusation is one of the things on yeah. that list. And so there's that. And oftentimes the people that won't confront those sins are out confronting sins. Yeah. Or perceived or sins. Trying but the to. ones you that need they're some confronting scare quotes in there. Yeah. The ones they're confronting are the people that might actually draw the line about those sins. So it's a funny like so let's say you have um drunkenness or fornication or whatever going on and you have this funny bubble of people who circle around and protect it yeah. and protect the the person from judgmental Christians. <laughs> 
And so don't then, worry, I'm uh, not yeah. one of them. <laughs> and it's like I will you fight can them for you. Tell me about your homosexual desires, and <laughs> I will shelter you from the wind from of the, the scorn <laughs> of the, yeah, other, of Christians the other Christians, who we suspect that if you told them about it, might say and something then, about confession. And then what they do <laughs> is then they then they begin these big campaigns online to protect make, to make the the Christians who want to draw the line there make them look like they're the sinner. And so they get out the super judgy thing. Yeah. But they do it aimed at yeah. the Christians, Christians who might have judged. Yeah. It's possible so, that a Christian yeah. would say, hey, you can't do that. And then that <laughs> would have been really offensive. Right. And so so I, anyway, what I'm saying is we're not advocating just take We're it advocating to the streets. none of those things. Yeah, <laughs> take it to the streets with telling people I also, all the bad I things. I also hit doing. upon I hit upon a hot <laughs> proverb right now when when this okay. has been on their mind. But the proverb that says um, those who justify the wicked or condemn the just. Yeah, or it might have been the other way around. Those who condemn the just or justify the wicked, whichever. It says both are an abomination to the Lord and. When you think about that, what you were just talking about is those who are condemning the just, yes. like just condemning. And, and this is something and justifying the wicked. Yeah. Both. They're saying, well, she's just sleeping around because, because things have been hurt. hard for her. She has emotional. And you don't wound. understand. She's just doing that for those reasons. And if you were a nice person and if you were a Christian at all, right. you would know that. If you weren't a darn and hypocrite. if you weren't that kind of a horrible judgy pants <laughs> or whatever, then they get so whizzed up about it. But the, but the thing is, is that making great efforts to justify the wicked through anything that is not preaching the gospel is an abomination to the Lord. Like it just is making excuses for wickedness is an abomination. And also condemning the just condemning. And one of the things that has happened is from time to time when, when, when this reason we're talking about this is we know it pretty well firsthand. This has happened about us and uh, around us about us I meant by around not specifically about us but yeah, we've had some in, about us probably I don't know <laughs> we don't pay attention we but... should have like an about us page Ooh, things we've heard about us one time we were told that to be in our church you had to make your own toothbrushes yes which is so odd should we pause to say that's not true <laughs> Well, I like but it was a f- it was flying around that it's interesting. Rumor. I just mm-hmm. thought, but what would it mean? <laughs> I know. Why would you do that? Why would so anyways, we need to? But that, um, anyways, that is a side point. What I was trying to say is that enough of this has happened uh, around and whatever that I have heard the women in big quotes, big you know, all of the women of our church condemned with but one voice for being like uptight church ladies like women who who would say you shouldn't be sleeping around or you shouldn't Uh do this or women who would have a strong moral compass are just popped all together into this category of like uptight church ladies but it's so weird how often that is done by people who are full of statistics about how many women have been sexually abused right they're like one in four women have been molested and i'm like and then they're saying except for all those church ladies who believe in biblical morality (laughs) apparently none of them know what they're talking about which is funny because the group that has that i've heard written off like that as the ladies who don't know what it's like in that group and i mean this very specifically women who are my friends people i know who have been written off this way in that group are all these women who have been through abuse, like yeah. rape, molested as children, um, so many of them. But they're no longer identified by that sin. Not sin, somebody else's sin. But, I mean, they're yeah. no longer identified by shame or guilt or fear because of the gospel. Like, right. they have moved on to not be primarily burdened by that. And as soon as they get there, you have people dismissing them like, well, you yeah. wouldn't understand what it's like. And you're not still and wallowing. One friend of mine in the discussion like this revealed the fact that she had been molested to someone when someone was saying yeah. that. She said, you know what? I was molested as a kid. Like she, she yeah. went ahead and told it. And guess how much love and sympathy she got. <laughs> Just guess. Take a gander. So much. I bet it turned the table. No, I mean, there was actually a little pause. There's like a little pause in the conversation and then, well, you just need to get over that. 
not even joking. You just need to deal with it because you must not present any kind of a counter narrative to our narrative, which is this. No, it's just an interesting, it's like an interesting thing to think about that like, that's just so dumb, but... But all this is to say, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither, neither be, be thou envious. envious. Do not justify the wicked or condemn the just, because no. both are an abomination. And also, I love that passage where Paul specifically calls out women and tells them not, <laughs> not to uh, falsely slander people. Is yeah, that what it is? <laughs> I think it is. I and think it's, it's like, like specifically to the women. And I'll say this. I'll to say the this. Older women, I because think. there are, there have been at least there's been at least one instance for me upon the upon the Facebook where there was like a group that I would have assumed was pretty decent until we got to see their backside. Do you know what I mean? Like right. until we were on the other end of it. Okay. But my point is, women do not be quick to share slanderous things. About things that you know nothing about. Like, just because you saw it on the internet does not... People will always do it with things like, Oh, yeah. This kind of truth needs to be told. And you're like, except for it's all lies. Or except (laughs) for it's all hearsay. Or it's all, you know, like... I'm trying to find that verse. It's really funny. This would never stand up in... This would never stand up in any court. This yeah. this little testifus of yours that you're <laughs> sharing. And women don't be quick to dive in like this is not your business. Not, like yeah. and and it's part of this share making the power of someone's lies be really um real. You know what I mean? Like is it if everyone starts reading it and pouring over it and being shocked oh, by it and sharing it and I know. So I want I want to talk about something else. So. Talk about something else. Um I'm really curious. I though, keep by getting the way, questions. If we, if we listen to this tomorrow, will we make any sense? I do wonder. Because you and it's I a know late. what we're talking about, but does anyone else? It's <laughs> the question. It's too late for us to entertain these doubts. Yeah, we have to do soldier on, Becca. Soldier on. You know when when Knox was a little taught, he sang a song in the back seat that too he made up. Too late to be out. <laughs> yeah, too late to be out. Too cold to be wet. <clears throat> It's pretty good. We're not too cold to be wet, but it might be too late to be out. (laughs) Anyway, you go ahead and talk about your thing. Okay, so I keep getting questions from multiple people in various places. Ask us to talk about loyalty. To talk more about loyalty. Really? Yeah, which is funny because I feel like I don't have a lot to say about it. But but yes, you do. I I just think maybe. Maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, but I bet ah, you do. Who knows? But I'm bringing it up. <laughs> the questions have been primarily focused on how do you cultivate loyalty, like among your children, oh. you know, to each other, to you, can to I just whatever. Say, can I just say right off? Do it at all costs. I, well, that, but when, okay, I might be making this up. It might have been a dream, but I feel like when I was in junior high, we did a little astronomy class and we had to go out at night and find constellations and there was a quiz at the end of the night which seemed a bit rude because it was like in the middle of the night but anyway uh there was one constellation that you couldn't see if you looked directly at it you had to look (laughs) you had to look to the left and if you looked to the left there it was but you couldn't like you couldn't yeah see it if you stared right at it you know how that Mm -hmm. there are some things like that and i feel like this is exactly like that you cannot cultivate loyalty by instituting loyalty policies, you can't, like you can't oh, get I can it. See those going well and far. You can't. You can't. Thou shalt like my decisions. <laughs> you thou shalt by saying always everyone, like your siblings more than you currently must do. Be loyal. Like yeah. This is Dad's thing about pull, don't push. You have to pull people along you can't push them into it yeah so one of the things that i would say that's true and we should come back to that but i wanted to say much like this i don't think the primary things is is just looking straight at loyalty itself but components that are absolutely necessary like i guess what i would say is that loyalty is just a gift from god like it just is and there are ways that you can cultivate yeah, it's the fruit soil that, yeah, it that fruit God that gives that gift. Yeah, yeah, like that's just a gift. But the but the ways that I would say you cultivate an environment that is really ready for loyalty would be one would be 
Um, confessing your home, confessing your sins and bitterness is a big one. Keeping short accounts, but one of the other things out loud to each other. Yeah, when you say though, confess your sins and keep short accounts and all these things, that I think, I mean, I'm really awfully cuffing, and it's late, guys. So if I'm whiffing it, just bear Bear with with me. Know that there was a good thought in here somewhere. But this is what I'm gonna say: at the root of all of those things, at the root of kindness to one another, long suffering with one another, apologizing, taking responsibility for things, um, not getting bitter about stupid things, not letting small others more yeah, important. Than right. Yourself. That's what I was gonna say. Is the heart of it is that teaching your children to value obedience and others more than they value themselves. What happens is that you have people who have a habit of laying their life down in very little details, like habits in, in small ways, right? So the habits are, um, but, but people, loyalty and love grows where you have invested your life. And if you teach your children habits of giving your life to these people, they will have such fierce loyalty to, to, you know, like uh-huh. if they are being faithful as a Christian to the people right around them, they will have by default, like part of the fruit of that is loyalty both ways. Yeah. Well, let me. <laughs> so like a me... sample of what something that I work on with my kids is seat hogging in the car. Sure. So one thing that I refuse to do is to set a seating arrangement. Okay. Because I'm like, you will. Be people who can behave like Christians and 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 get in the car and offer other people the better seat. And funnily enough, Jesus actually talks about which seating arrangements, right? Which seat did you have? I actually told my kids that we actually had this. It was like, Jesus actually talked about the best seat. And there's a little bit of kicking our feet and looking at our feet there. (laughs) I I was like, this is actually a thing. I need to tell a a story that is the way to not do it. Um, (laughs) The the Walmart? Here's the the opposite of how you get loyalty. (laughs) I was at a friend's house when I was... I was totally hearing the story from the bell overhearing the parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my daughter. We were just at Costco and she heard a lady... Huffing at her son who was like one, and he was being a fink and grabbing was, on her legs and like yeah. shrieking and, and he was being a fink and she was being a bigger fink back at him, and she finally huffed at him like, if you're gonna be like that, I'm gonna leave and I'm not even gonna buy you diapers. <laughs> you're like, who are you threatening, woman? Because you ain't, have forgotten. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying for that but you. <laughs> it's just, it's also just so funny. Like, because all you're doing is teaching that kid that mom does not mean the thing she says. No. There is no, no way you're leaving without those diapers. I like a one-year-old being like, oh, oh I should shoot. reconsider oh, my ways. It'll be rashy. <laughs> no, that's anyway, not what sorry, I was going to say. Go back to your other story. No. Yeah. No, this was, I was at a friend's house when I was in my teens and there was, uh, her dad got all cheesed off at at the children for something. And I, it had to do with the dishes, but I, I don't, I don't remember the particulars. I feel like they had not cleared the table sufficiently quickly or something was inadequate. Something was not good. And he had a whiny voice. I mean, that's just, he was doing a whiny voice. Oh, no. And he, he like, flounced up like the dad. And he told them all, like, fine, watch me be the servant. I'll be the servant. (laughs) (laughs) And he he picked up those dishes in a huff and went off to be a servant. And And you're like, man, that servant heart is just radiating. (laughs) He was was pulling out the, like, I'll be the servant leadership. And it's sort of like, well, not so much, really. Fail blog. Fail blog of (laughs) Christian attitudes. But I just mean, like, when when parents are doing that one. No, nobody's going to like them. Nobody's interested in going that way. No, and so one of the things that I do work on with my kids is uh, things like not actually negotiating 
thing. So I get they're like, but I would really like to play with this. And, and she's playing with it and hogging it or whatever. I don't make the rules. I will sometimes, well, I might, but sometimes I bring them all together and I say, you're a Christian and you're a Christian and I want to see you handle this like Christians. Yeah. And you figure it out in or a way that honors God. We'll, I'll, well, I haven't had to do this in a long time, but when my kids were little, you know, you'd sit them down and be like, all right. We were having a level 10 <laughs> dispute about the three-hole punch. Yeah. And it's <laughs> whatever. Woo! And or the stapler, you the, know. The pettier, the better. And, That's always something very And so you're petty. like, tell me. Tell me something. What's more important? Yes. Your sister yeah. or the three-hole punch? Mm-hmm. Which one? Pick mm-hmm. one. And, you know, it's funny because they know it, but it's like, when just you look just at have it. To stop look at it all. What are you picking right now? Which means like not letting things swirl out. Um, no, so like it would not be allowed for our kids to have a, a sibling that they don't get along with. No, no, no. Like there may be one where there's more rough roads that we are always having to deal with. But, but you don't. But we would it. never ever say that can be an established no. situation. Like no. And I think the loyalty, too, I think there's a lot of ways to fail at creating loyalty, probably. And I would say, like, leaving unconfessed sins around, like, just mm-hmm. wanting them to go away. Like, you lost your temper, but rather than putting it right, you just kind of cheer up and move on. And that's you something know, that I recently, that kind of uh, very recently, felt like I got kind of... I've been asked this a lot in webinars and stuff where people would say, but what does it look like to be in fellowship or what? And it would always really surprise me to be talking to Christians who don't know what being in fellowship is like. Right. And, um, but one of the things that I realized, and shortly after that, I got to witness a moment and I was like, that's how it happens (laughs) where somebody did a big, uh Oh, (laughs) that was well witnessed by many. You know, like many believers who subscribe to the same statement of faith all saw that you were not doing well with that right there. You know, like we all witnessed it. What needed to have happened was a lot of humbling and dealing with it. Well, the person themselves gets convicted of it, right? Privately convicted. Okay. Feels when confronted by... One person privately was like, yeah, that wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, like sees that. But then, he, but then doesn't go the whole distance of setting it right with every person who saw it. Right. So what happens is then they just double down on trying to act cheerful act when they cash. see everyone. And it made me realize that this is how you feel. Basically like whatever that forest is in Princess Bride where they run into the R.O.U.S.'s. <laughs> That's not what it's like being in fellowship with other Christians where you're like (laughs) furtively hustling from tree to tree, (laughs) maybe about to get blown up by something. What are they like? For they like fire things that come out? Yeah, it's like fire spurts and (laughs) R-O-U-S's. And I feel like for many Christians, that's what they think it's like. It's like, you're just, woo, careful. Yeah, something might blow up on you at any given moment or leap from above and bite your shoulder. You don't know. And I was like, no, that's not what it's like. And the, the way that this happens is that you cannot trust someone when what you, you're just hoping that they got it right with God and then assuming that they did by their general demeanor. So... This whole situation made me realize. I told my husband, I was like, I didn't realize what receipt keepers we are. I said, this is the thing in our family that I would recommend in your families, which is that we all need the receipt on the confession and forgiveness. And then we all throw it away immediately. Except, except, I would add, you cannot be a receipt demander of other people. No, you give them. You have to, like, the one person... That you need to monitor is your own self. Right. And except for... Of course your children. Except for as a you parent, you're in too. charge of your but children. You're, you're teaching them to monitor themselves. Right. Like, but when I say... When is... I say I feel like we need to fill out what I meant by receipt keeping. Okay. Which is saying, like, I am sorry. Like, I like I have asked God to forgive me and I'm asking you to forgive me for being selfish about 
Well, one of the rules we grew up with and we have in our house is your confession should be as public as the sin was. Right. And actually, one of Dad's great examples that he uses um, on this subject is he's like, can you imagine, like, picture a sort of 15-year-old boy sauntering down the hallway with a bunch of high school girls standing by. And let's say he trips on his shoelaces and he face plants right there. Mm. He's like, you know what would happen is he'd be up so fast you would, wouldn't would wonder if you'd been seeing something. <laughs> you know, like like what happened? I, there was a flash there. He'd be up. He's like, what he wouldn't do is lie on his face and think maybe they won't notice me. <laughs> if I just stay here, maybe they'll not notice when that I'm here. When they go home, I'll get up. And so the thing is like, if you if you sin in front of a bunch of people and you think maybe they won't notice, maybe it will blow over, then you're just you're just lying on the floor, like thinking that it will casually move on from here. Where it's like, no, if you fall down in front of people, you hop right back up in front of people. Yeah, make it right and make so, it right with as many people as witnessed it. Because yeah, and and sometimes they didn't witness it because sometimes somebody says something like, "Oh man." I got really angry at so-and-so today and just let them have it and say they tell you that. And so what I do in such a circumstance is Mm -hmm. say, did you make it right? Yeah. Have you confessed that? Have you made it right? If you're going to confide in me that you did that, then I'm going to go ahead and make sure that you see it all the way through. (laughs) And basically now that you told me you did that, this is between us two. Yeah. Like, until I know you've gotten it right and you confessed it, then we can't be in fellowship. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, and I know that it probably, like, I think people, it is hard for people to imagine a life where you don't allow yourself huge amounts of buffer around your own bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people but just see, give themselves, like, well, this is a bad day yeah. instead of being, like, clean but it here's up. here's the thing. We all know the verse... Love covers a multitude of sins. But here's the trick with that one. That means that your love has to cover a multitude of other people's sins. It does not mean that you should expect their, their love, love to, to cover, cover a yours. multitude of yours. Which, of course, obviously, if you look at it from a theological standpoint, of course that's true. Of course their love should cover just, a multitude of sins. That's just the age-old joke of the man reading a book on being a good wife and the wife reading a book <laughs> on being a good husband. Yeah. And they're all just checking right. up on the sins of Is others. Is Ambrose Bierce who says in yeah. his dictionary that... Yeah definition of a Christian is someone who believes the Bible is a divinely inspired book admirably uh, suited to, to the, the spiritual <laughs> needs of his neighbor. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So the thing is, is like you shouldn't go around assuming that the world should extend grace to you. Your job is to extend grace to them. Absolutely. And, and if everyone was doing that, there would, would be, be in a better a, place. Quite a lot less trouble. Yeah, what I meant by receipt keeping was not not keeping a record of everything, but making yeah, sure it does there's sound a bit like it you have does. A it does. I don't mean that. No, what I mean is making sure there's closure on things, like yes. that we yeah. can actually walk away from that as done, yeah. and there's no reason for us to revisit this the next time I see you mm-hmm. or the next. You know, like we yeah. wrapped this up. Or the thing, the going back to what it means to not be in fellowship. Is you know how it is when there's some kind of weird falling out. And then there's just like a sour smell in the air every time you're around each other. Because yeah, you just, that thing is still kind of hanging there and it didn't get put right. right. And it's not, and and that's like when that develops in families, that's just toxic. It's like, it is. It's like living in a home full of sour milk and dirty dish yeah. rags. Like it's Bad. just. Well, one thing about that is that when your kids are little, it is just the real fundamental basics it is what you said about talking about what's more important like it's not just doing things like say two kids are fighting over a a toy Mm -hmm. the quick route would be to say here i'll handle it like i'll give you three minutes and then you can have three minutes and then you can and the reality is that that's not the problem the problem is in the grabby hearts that are happening and so the problem is it's much more work the littler they are the more work that it is the older they get, the more they start to understand what you're actually saying, which is, you yeah. know, but I make my kids, when they apologize about things, 
this is like a whole other topic. When they apologize to one another, sometimes I tell them what they all have to say to each other. If there yeah. was like, if it was not like a big issue, just kind of a tood yeah. happening. It was kind of one of those times where people are more likely to be using their elbows when <laughs> on accident. Yeah. Accidental elbow usage goes uh-huh. way up. You're not sure how. <laughs> You're like, suddenly, we're all being jabbed in the ribs on accident super hard. <laughs> whenever that kind of thing happens. I'm like, well, you know, when everyone's apologizing, a lot of the time we throw some humor into it. Like making people saying things like, please forgive me. You know, forgetting high and mighty and and being the one who had to have it my way and kind of like, um, you know, like we joke about it. Like everybody has to say, I'm the worst or I'm, you know, whatever. We just joke about it and they all think it's funny and it's all, you know, um, it's fine. But part of it is just being like, come on now. Like this is not the kind of thing we let take over. I'm throwing something else in here too because I know... I know what you mean, but just to clarify, it's kind of important that they learn to use biblical language and not euphemisms. Yes, that's true. So in terms of like joking around about it, like that's kind of, sometimes that can be a way of dismissing, covering, not actually saying what it is. So we've always said, no, you you really need to say, I'm sorry for being angry. I'm sorry for telling a lie. I am sorry for... Whatever it is, yes. use biblical language for it, and we not also just, do that. But I was talking just, about. Sorry for being a little under the weather. <laughs> I hope you didn't mind how I was yeah. a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> or, no. or the better one is when you manage to apologize in a way that spins it to show that the other person was. I'm really, really sorry that you lost control of yourself yeah, I'm when really I sorry when I said that. What I did made you yeah. so angry. Yeah, no. What I think, I, what I meant about what the kids was primarily that we make a big deal in our house all the time about taking responsibility. Like, so we will say, I need to hear you take responsibility for it. I need to hear you say, I did this wrong. I did this thing wrong. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it was, instead of the vaguey stuff. Yeah. And we do yeah. work on that. I What I meant more was when it is more the fog of the, of the world. We talk in terms of let's all get reoriented to each yeah, other. And get back, let's start like, back and let's, let's laugh at ourselves yeah. Yeah. about our bad attitudes. Because it's also bad when everybody apologizes in the sullens. Yes, no, but, so, but one the of the things that I've enjoyed about this is my older kids do this voluntarily now. Like, if they come back to apologize for an aura mm-hmm. not for any specific but yeah. it's for when they're having they're feeling guilty about an attitude that they had that mm-hmm. really was only for the rest of us it was only the gentle scent of the mm-hmm. attitude but mm-hmm. it was present mm-hmm. they will sometimes come I it always makes me laugh when they come up they're like mom I'm sorry for being such a snort <laughs> or that's you good. know, when they, you know that they're just like, I, you know, I appreciate that because I feel like they're, they're recognizing yeah. it and they're yeah. handling it. Okay. Look we got to do a tip. Tip time. So give me a tip, like a house, a house tip, like a favorite, um, something that makes your house more fun to be in. Mm. A color. A decorating oh. thing, a favorite soap, scent. I would candle, say I decorate. I hate to talk like I think my house is triumphantly decorated. <laughs> well, that let's just look seems, at what a triumph that, mine is. Yes, right now. yours is triumphant yeah. in a different way. So here's the thing, though, is I do like design an awful lot, and I do. I've been in what I joke as family realism. Design has uh-huh. been my favorite yeah. design for a it's while. Like Picasso's blue face. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just it's just family realism. We just have to not joke ourselves that there aren't going to be that many shoes by the front door or something. There's <laughs> just is, you know. There's just things that are uh-huh. must haves right now. Yeah. So, but what I would say, I do love design, and one of the things that I think is most noticeable to me is that. When you are making a home, making a space that you want to be hospitable, like do things that you love, not things that you're told to do somewhere. Because like if you, 
Just study the pages of Pottery Barn. Now, I get that that can be really helpful. They have some really beautiful things yeah, in there. Yeah, it can be inspiration. But when you, when you just try to mimic something, uh, it's like, I love it when you go into a house that has some funny flair or something. Like, even if I would never make those decisions, when it's very reflective of the person who is there, yeah. it is really joyful to, it's fun to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's very hospitable. It's fun. Um, because what you're seeing is someone else's joy. Like yeah. you're seeing someone else's and, and it isn't that it can't be beautiful the other way, but I feel like you, it feels like looking through a mirror into another mirror. You know what I mean? It feels like it's like somewhere in there too far away is the original vision for this. Okay. Do you know what I mean by sure. that? Like if you actually walked into the showroom, that Pottery Barn made to photo shoot, it would probably feel really lovely because yeah. of the designers, the whoever put it all together, they loved something that was happening there. They sure. had this drive. It's personal. Um, but if someone just kind of copycats that in their own, you know, like they, uh -huh. they take it and lift it. then And so sometimes I guess my tip is to just, if you love something, just don't be ashamed of that if it is not it. Like your big Bavarian... Oh yeah, Hutch. That's like, a piece of right. Wow. And and you and I go different directions on this. I we have do. like a bizarre affection for funny, sort of squatty objects. Usually, <laughs> Becca goes for anything with a lot of fl uh, flourish with the French spelling. Flourish because <laughs> have a lot of I don't flourish. Think that's quite true, but. It is true that things that I pick out will have more swoopiness than swooping the things Rachel and there's will pick out. Uh, like I would say, three hundred times more urns. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just bringing out grievances from my Maxfield Parish years. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm saying I think so. you I still you still go for times. urns. No, I have one, one urn, Becca, one Becca. Count them. The urns that you had to make for centerpieces one. for the logo for the NSA well, thing. I made those. All the little white urns on your oh, little I have those, shelvage. They're small. Your big urn. Big. She has like <laughs> probably forty-five urns of various kinds. <laughs> and and you know the thing about my urns. Oh dear! No, the you thing, mentioned it. I have see, one. Those in, are vases. I have one in the garage that has no flourishes. I wanted your urns. You wouldn't sell them to me. Yeah. Anyways, the point. The no, point about this. let's bring that up. You have some urns that I wanted, and you lo you loved them and wouldn't. They're give in them the garage because I use them occasionally for events. Mm. I think actually one of them might be down at Cannon. Anyways, <sighs> the point about this is that that my, the things that I have are very different from the things that Becca has, but but it's still like I have over my fireplace those funny like fifties carved wood fish. Mm, yeah, they're like vintage ones that I bought off of someone else in our community who's selling them, and I think they're so cute. And I keep on thinking they're so cute every time it's I see them. Good when you find, but the they thing. still just look super funky. They're mounted above our fireplace on little Velcro tabs, looking like they're swimming on a very '60s fireplace. <laughs> and did you know what? I don't care. I love them. Every time, every time I see them, I'm like, yes, those fish. So and so, my point is that. Is just put things you love in there. Things that I mean, it's very Marie Kondo to it say. Is. Does, it, Does spark it give joy? you joy? Does it sparkle the joy for you? Well, then well, decorate here's a, with that. Here's the thing that I can't help myself with: a big, oversized antique globe with that rad color of water. I'm like, darn it! I have to buy it. Yeah, it's that's the thing. I don't know why. I have I have too many of them. Oh, it might be only four, but still. It's a lot of globes. There's not really a thing to do with it, but it's like, hmm. Do you know what reason, I did? That makes me happy right there. Let me tell you what I did. That we're we're going so late. We, yeah, this I is went hilarious. to Judas Class Yard Sale, oh, and nice. at Judas Class Yard Sale, there was this del dilapidated old wagon. Okay. I don't know what possible use it could have served. It's like a baby wagon, like a. I mean, it looks like it could be a covered wagon. But small. <laughs> okay. But not that small. Bigger than a red flyer. I mean, it's like a big wagon, but it has these huge metal wheels, one of which was off. Okay. Or yellow wheels. 
And I even commented on it with the people who were there. I was like, oh, yeah, woo. And they were like, it's cool, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it's cool, but that looks like a hot mess somebody could have in their garden. Seriously, that's even the level I was talking about. I think it's really cool for somebody else's problem than not mine. <laughs> well, guess who was texting them the next day to say, do you still have that wagon? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just blessed my husband right on up by, of course, purchasing the thing for five dollars. And then we go to pick it up. Well, it's this most ramshackle thing with these with these one wheel off and some stuff all rusted out and and you know, Luke, he's a long suffering man, but he's like so He's, his basic his basic question is how good how good will this look in our garage for four years? <laughs> like you don't understand the vision. You gotta get the vision. Well, what's the vision? I have to ask. Well, now I think that I my plan pot rack. My You're plan gonna turn is, it into no, a pot rack. It would be good. My plan it would be good is many things. Many things. We could have made that thing into a dog bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my plan is to build a coffee table and put the wheels on it. Oh, that could be cool. They're really heavy metal yellow wheels. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they could be rad. However, in the meantime, we have the whole wagon in our driveway. And I'm like, I've got to figure this out before I afflict my husband with this. That's but it cool. was the thing that, mm, for that whatever it reason... Joy. It sparks joy. Sparks joy in my kids too. They're yeah. all like, "But where are we going to drive it?" I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Nowhere." It'll probably oh, give you tetanus well, if you so play it. So that's a good tip. I think we kind of sort of. No, tipped. you didn't give your decorative no, tip. Come I didn't, on, but do look it. At how many? We've been talking for fifty minutes. Do it. We'll tell people to just turn us off early. Tell me your tip. <laughs> I've got nothing. I mean, I'm distracted from your tip. <laughs> I think maybe next time we should just talk about houses. I think that would be good. That'd be fun. It would. Uh, we need to talk about the Bible reading program next time. Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, we should just Becca call can't it. think should, past I, my I wagon. She I've can't got, think past I my wagon. I can tell you to power it down now. this time, but I think I'll pass just on power, telling you my... power down on my wagon My note. one tip is just use a brush for polyurethane. You'll save yourself heartache in the long run. <laughs> Don't use lamb's wool. Okay. Good night. Over and out. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.